was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 25 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson. I have a new microphone, uh, and I'm here with Damon Helgevald. And he sounds much better. I, I do my best. You guys don't have to listen to my static uh, Zoom microphone anymore. So thank Chris Williams for that. And uh, <laughs> and our sponsors uh, over at Carl Auto Group. Uh, fantastic people, um, fantastic cars, can tell you that much. Um, and we appreciate everything they do for us to... Uh, Kind of make us go and all this so enjoy enjoy the new microphone and all that who knew all along that all it took was connor to have a microphone for him to sound good i i'm gonna say something dumb in 15 minutes anyways so <laughs> it'll get taken away immediately yeah right how uh how about that race man we're, we're gonna talk uh both nascar and indycar today i think uh the bigger kind of storyline i guess type of thing is uh what happened in the nascar race uh and we'll get to indycar i don't want to i try not to overshadow anyone and we're i was watching nhra before i came back over here to record this so uh but nascar today the first next gen race um on a inter, on an intermediate track uh and we saw fireworks between chase elliott kyle larson what do you think of all that damon should we i mean i guess i could probably recap it a little better for people i, I mean you're kind of jumping right into it so i i think that's the biggest story of it i mean kyle larson ends up winning the race but about i don't know if it, i don't know if i would state it as the biggest story to be completely honest with you i think and, it's simmered down a little bit but if kyle larson doesn't win that race it's definitely the biggest story i know i don't think it i don't think it is at all honestly and and here's why i say that for the simple fact that you get on social media and the biggest thing that you're seeing is how much everybody actually enjoyed the race Yes, and I do like that aspect of it. I think that's the that's got to be the takeaway is how much everybody enjoyed the race. There's still a lot of things that need to be fixed in this car. I, and, yeah, and I I don't know what your timeline looks like, but I I follow a lot of Chase Elliott fans, and Kyle Larson's not a very popular name. I'm just saying. No, I'm kidding. I I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure not, but you know he. No, we can we can yeah. start there. So uh, that was what I wrote my uh, post race column on. Um, obviously, there's a lot of wrecks. Um, you don't you don't want to see a wreck fest every week. I get that. Um, you don't want to see wheel issues every week. I get that. But NASCAR is looking at that, um, and I, I think those issues are should be the least of our concerns. At least I can think ahead to May and be like, man, the Coca Cola 600 isn't going to suck ass this year that we know of that that's my takeaway from it pretty much like i've i've way more confidence in saying that today than i did six days ago or three days ago right two months ago you know but as our friends at circle jerks posted on twitter shortly after the race ended stating the fact that the race coming up this weekend in vegas is going to be a bigger indicator than this weekend in fontana yeah the simple fact that fontana's put on some pretty good races over the years including during the the 550 package they had some decent races during the years vegas has been a snooze fest even though they can run all over the place it's been a snooze fest but i think uh i think today we we received indications that for the same reasons that race next week won't be boring 
Uh, and that's just because they can pass cars that are in the lead uh, without worrying about taking air away. There's no dirty air that can prevent a uh, pass from being made. And that's, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat paraphrasing from stuff that Matt Weaver said today. He's a good buddy of mine. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that's the biggest aspect of everything is we aren't racing against air anymore. And right. we actually have drivers that are fighting their cars to keep them straight on the racetrack. It's and huge. that's that's what people wanted, right? That was the thing that people wanted is is harder cars to drive. We came in on the back end of it. And do you know how tired I was of just saying like, man, that race sucked. The 550 stinks. Right. It, it was every right. week, Damon. Every week they had a race. And then we'd look ahead to the next week. We're like, that's a 550 track. Uh-oh. Yeah. And cars, cars were slot cars. And now... Now, granted, the surface at Fontana is a little bit worn, but the cars were still moving around quite a bit. Yeah, they I mean, they were bump or not bumping. They're bouncing all over the place. Uh, and, you know, when was the last time that we saw any single car accidents? Well, it was, uh, you know, like that's yeah. that's what I mean. Like it, it's, the, the thing is. I saw a tweet about that too. Um, I can't remember who posted it. That's what I, I'm probably referencing Dustin, the same think, one. Was it Dustin Long maybe that posted it? The fact yeah, you have to go back to like the sixth race of the year last year. Yes, that one, that tweet. It was like sixth race of the year before we had five single car accidents. That's unheard of. And now we had five in one race. And I did uh, another stat. We're just going to start reading off stats. The whole podcast, we're just gonna, we're just doing stats. Because I was going to come in here guns blazing at Damon. We'll have this debate later on between Larson and Elliott fans. Uh, and I, I will play the Elliott fan, although that's not usually uh, where my alliance goes, right? That's a lie. Don't <laughs> that crap. I'm a huge Landon Castle fan. You got I cheer for the Iowa guys first, man. Landon Castle wasn't in the race today. Remind me to give a shout out to Cameron McAdoo later on. He's from Sioux City. Yeah, gotcha. 250 Supercross winner. But yeah, we'll get to that. Um, what was I saying, Damon? You were talking about the uh, single car spins. Yes, we were. Well, crap. I'm going to have to edit this part. Damn. See, if you would just stay on, on topic, we wouldn't have these problems. Maybe I'll keep this part in now because now we're bickering. This is good for this is good for the ratings. It's called improv, Connor. It's called improv. If we get into fights, then we'll then people will we'll spark up. Yeah, we'll spark up. We'll have fan groups on both sides. The thing is, is people will take your side versus mine. I disagree with that. No, way too many people think I'm a dipshit. No, they they like they like that uh, they like that funny side where i'm bringing the <laughs> technical shit and they don't like it <laughs> all right so i think and i will say this on i enjoyed the fact of watching those guys actually have to drive the cars how many times do we cut to in-car cameras today and did we see drivers steering left and right throughout william byron ruined his race because he got loose underneath of a car that was in the wall. I mean, they're making the cars harder to drive. And that was great. I I loved every minute of that. Yeah. I think that's probably where I was going. I'm so, I drew such a blank there. I have no, absolutely no idea uh, what I was going to say about it. I thought that 
of the single car accidents, it was stuff that, you know, it made a difference for that guy and it still didn't take out a crap ton of the field like it usually would in a wreck fest. Um, now getting the car to pit road or losing three laps, uh, that's a different story, but which they'll work on that stupid too, is the fact that, you know, I get it. They probably didn't really plan on this happening. Yeah. Can I, can I devil's cars? Can I devil's advocate for NASCAR? Like what, what are you supposed to do when you see this happening live? Like Christopher Bell's girlfriend sent right. out a tweet or wife or whoever. Right. They not, can't do anything. I'm not just hating on all racers, girlfriends or anything, but yes, Morgan, I, NASCAR has had chances to fix this, but if it was an easy fix, then it would be fixed. I think what the the biggest thing is and what makes people more upset than anything is it's not the first time that it happened. We kind of saw a glimpse at the Coliseum when there was some flats Cars were struggling to get off. And then Daytona really brought that to the the forefront. And then now this today in particular, I think, took it to a whole new level. And so I know it's a short turnaround, but NASCAR's got to figure something out. They've got to find a way to get those cars so you don't lose three laps it was like Greg Ives was telling Alex Bowman during the race today. If you spin, keep it going somehow because you're going to lose three laps otherwise because you yeah. can't go anywhere. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And so we'll see how they fix it. That's that's another storyline. And that's what this season is going to be about. We're going to have storylines that keep on giving and giving and giving. And mm-hmm. the more I read stuff, and I've been scrolling Twitter a little bit lately, not lately, but like in the last couple of minutes here. Right now. Um, I, I don't think Elliot and Larson are going to be bickering over this. No. Or anything Larson, like that. Like I, like I told you in, in the, the group is that Larson didn't know. And honestly, I was listening to the scanner as it happened. And so my TV was behind all that, right? And when it was happening – it happened so fast. Larson was focused on Logano's side draft and um, Mon the spotter was like all over the Logano side draft. And then all of a sudden it was chases there and he's yelling outside and it was too late. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Mon actually just tweeted. That's, that's what I was going to bring up. He says, uh, quote, today I made a mistake. I will take full responsibility for what happened on track today. I was worried more about the 22 and not about the nine. It was a late call on me and it had nothing to do with Kyle. So good on him, good on him for putting that out. That's because if you go back and listen to it, which I'm sure it'll be on like radioactive this week, but if you go back and listen to it, the, the Kyle's transmission on it, all of a sudden it really just, it was like Logano inside or 22 inside 22 inside. And then all of a sudden, nine come over the run outside and just got really loud all of a sudden. Like he, he completely forgot, like he said. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know if that can be something that you look out your rear view camera more. Did you, you, you can't, what do you think about that? Cause I mean, Larson's used to driving without a mirror. Right. Do you think, I mean, he's still going to use it. He's not going to completely ignore it, but do you think, think those tendencies played into that at all? 
No, because he's drove enough with mirrors. And as I and mean, I've watched, I have watched it like three times, like the third or fourth time. I was kind of like, okay, so Elliot does does kind of come from the lane to the left of Larson, all the way over to the right. Right. And so I think I think that was a big part of it. Is Chase had a really big run, and he knew he had a big run, and Tyler was calling Logano inside. Well, then all of a sudden. Here comes this massive run, and Kyle just reacted to Tyler's late call, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and, uh, I don't think the mirrors thing, I guess to answer your question, I don't think the mirrors thing is a big deal. And like I told you, they don't have anything on the right side, so they can't really see to the right. And you can only see so much on the right side out of the rearview mirror and the rearview camera anyway. Right. Um, and to kind of go back to stuff – uh, just with the car, like at the start of the race, it, like Chase slammed into the wall. Right. Okay. So the, first of all, the old car's screwed. If that happens, oh, you're Chase battling damage. You're yeah. battling arrow all day long, uh, and you you're He's just gonna not racing. You're just gonna end up. Wall. He hit the wall pretty damn hard. He's not running the rest of the day. Right. It, but also, like, so for, I mean, we're gonna we're all gonna talk about wheels for the next however long right but we're not gonna remember that oh okay chase punted the wall and the car was hard or hard enough to drive mm-hmm. for chase to go into the wall that hard mm-hmm. that that is not happening with the 550 package and this no, i don't this no, package no, is like no, the 650 it, technically but i don't think it was i don't think that has to do with the package because no yeah that's what well, that, i'm saying like the old the old car at yeah, one of those tracks car, is what i'm trying to say car would have Last year's car would have hurt. I, I mean, that was going to be a hard hit for Bristol. Let's be honest. That was yeah. that was a hard hit for Bristol. He wouldn't have even been able to finish it at a place like that where aerodynamics don't mean shit. So, I mean, I I think it. But as far as what you're saying, it would have destroyed last year's car and cut tires instantly. Now, I don't think that's a tires problem. That's a body panel problem. But regardless, it's still, you know, it's still a big deal. Yep. So uh, we end the race. Kyle Larson um, obviously is the winner. I I believe nine drivers from or nine different teams held spots in the top 10 today. Yep. That is uh, that's huge for parity. Whether a Hendrick car won or not. How about Daniel Suarez and Team Trackhouse? Real quick before you say something, I just have to put this in there. I had Daniel Suarez in my fantasy lineup for today. I like it. I, I like. It. Oh, we got to talk. We got to talk about picks. Yeah, yeah, we do. Got that's talk on my about list. Picks. I, oh, you okay? But so yeah, Damon, go ahead. Go ahead and talk. Talk about those teams because Daniel, that, Daniel Suarez for Trackhouse was fantastic. Eric Jones recorded the best finish at a non uh, super speedway for uh petty or gms How cool is it to uh, see the 43 up front like since that? yeah this was like since 2015 so it's the best finish in seven years right How cool that, i mean he drove he drove the crap out of that car i think this yeah, is gonna this, the next gen car is going to help in creditation for now uh save what was left of eric jones's career and think about this remember that petty gms is an alliance with RCR and who had Chevrolet's first next gen car. Yeah, Austin Dillon almost won that race too. Yeah, Tyler Reddick should have won dude, the race. There was three passes for the lead in the last five laps. Yeah. 
That like Suarez, that was a race. Suarez that was, was a race. That's what. Away. If we get something like that every time we have a restart, like that's gonna be fun. And it's not restarts where guys are driving like complete idiots either. Right. I mean, it was it was a good restart. But the thing about it is, you, you had to be on the edge of your seat throughout the entire race. It was a four hour race, but as the race went on, you really never knew who was going to actually come out in front and win that thing because Reddick had a really good car and then Blaney was fast and his pit crew screwed him multiple times. Reddick saved him multiple times. Then Larson and Elliot had their stint that were both fast in the, within the race. Byron was fast at one point. I mean, you really didn't know who was going to actually win that race and there was going to be there was green flag lead changes that doesn't happen often either yeah it was i think this is a different era that we're kind of going into um and i'm really excited for it where where do you stand on california uh what they're going to do with that track you think it stays now it needs to stay if it doesn't they're making a big mistake i think they've gotten cold feet about it i see now i i kind of had this debate at the start of it because it wasn't the worst mile and a half track is better than the normal ones right um but we do need we need more short tracks on the course and if why why do you have to build them though they've already got short tracks we need to make them nicer Um, we have short tracks i get that make them nicer but why rebuild a complete facility that you already have that puts on a good show when you already have short tracks cross country if if you're friends with Matt Weaver and you're listening to this, don't tell him I said this. But like Iowa doesn't, I don't think qualify for NASCAR, and they don't want to. They don't want to save that one. I think it costs them. I don't know if it costs them more money or, or what the deal is. You know, I I would love to restore Rockingham. I would love to go to North Wilkesboro. How, I think I think we have a better chance of going to Iowa before we go to North Wilkesboro. That's what I'm saying. Like, how attainable is that stuff? North Wilkesboro is starting to become more realistic. I mean, not unfortunately, because you've got the purists that would like myself. I'd love to see a race at North Wilkesboro. I was born the last time that there was a race there. So it'd be cool to see a race at that track. However, there's drivers on the circuit today that rant and rave about how great Iowa is. Now, I'm not saying this because we're from there and that's kind of where, where we're based out of, but man, it puts on a show every single year. Yeah, the last the last year it had six races. I think five of them were like photo finishes. Well, remember when Xfinity used the uh the Carl Edwards slamming into the back of, of uh Ricky Stenhouse? Yeah, that was the, the promo. Yeah. They used that every week for like three years. That was one of the promos, and that was at Iowa. It's the best best track on the IndyCar schedule that isn't Indy, Indianapolis. I, I think agree. I think it's more entertaining than the Brickyard, but I'm I agree. I'm really biased on that. I mean, it isn't more entertaining than the Brickyard, though. All right, I, we got to touch on this uh, before we move to uh, the other tours. But two for three on picks this weekend. We hit Cole Custer at plus two thousand. I called Damon on Saturday night. It was like nine o'clock. I was in the middle of a team meeting when many you a celebratory beers. Damon did not call me back afterwards. I did not call you. Back I did after. not leave a message. I was just going to tell him to tell his team uh, about Cole Custer plus two thousand day. 
I was in the middle of my team meeting when you called and then the, I did not call back afterwards. I, I was know. almost, I was almost late like to the women's basketball game, staring at the stats of like, <laughs> this is the only guy that's won in an Xfinity car and he's plus 2000. I couldn't believe that. I get it. He was driving for, for um, Bobby daughter and all, but my goodness, it's he's not, yeah, he's not driving one of their cars. I'm going right. to tell you he's, that right now. He was driving the car that he won there with. Yeah. <laughs> he's driving Chase Briscoe's eight car or eight wins in a season car that was there. Yeah, it's it, it was not even and he he stowed off like three four restarts at the end like it was yeah. nerve-wracking as hell cuz I was like I got the money. Like it's right speaking, there. Speaking of that though, how about Trevor Bain, man? That was pretty cool to see. I know it's in a Gibbs car and it's in yeah. A I was I'm right, I was ready That's to write cool. him off, but if you're that fast that quick, I, I, you got my got my attention. It's literally like watching when Ryan Priest stepped into that car. Yeah, like his very first race at Iowa and and went and won. But Trevor Bain being in that car, that was pretty dang cool too. It's another thing, Stenhouse today was whew. Stenhouse was fast, man. I, I, I want I want him to win at one track that's not a super speedway, so we can stop the Recky Spinhouse. I think it'll be like Michigan, to be honest with you. Yeah, he could. Yeah, Reddick Reddick will California, be good at a track like Michigan. California and Michigan, both two mile tracks, are very similar. So I think that'll be the. I was kind of punching myself for a bit for not picking Reddick today, but I guess this morning Connor uh, foresaw the flat tire coming. Yes, you did. You, I, I don't know why. Like I should have all I, all of my stats in my mind and everything. I just like forgot. I guess I can't say I don't. I mean, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. But hey, you made the right choice. But I'm looking at this running order, and we talk like Kevin Harvick was sub twenties all day, finished seventh. You know, the only team that had two drivers in the top ten was Stuart Haas. And they had Almarola up there. I think Kurt, they got lucky. They did. But Kurt Busch was eighth. Daniel Hemrick in college secondary car was ninth. I mean. Oh, Dave and I was going to buy a new house if he won that race. I'm telling you. I had, I had some cash on Daniel Hemrick today. <laughs> I put him in my fantasy lineup. He, well, he was plus 7,500 7, this yeah, morning. Well, when he went six laps down, I pulled him out and – Use my garage pick because it was Blaney. I mm-hmm. put him in there, and I was like, "Well." Then I went back to change it. Well, it was after the stage, so I couldn't go and change it, and I kind of got burned by it because yeah. I Kyle Busch in my lineup. There's a lot of guys that that fought through uh, to get back on the lead lap. I thought that was yeah, that was interesting to watch too. Um, yeah. Overall, though, like probably. Uh, you know, even with the wheel issues, probably the best you could hope that race turned out. It was entertaining. And, and if you don't like it, that, I mean, that kind of sucks because it really was an entertaining day and it makes me excited to go to Kansas coming up here in May because it's going to make that race more interesting to watch if this next weekend goes well. Yeah, I'm telling you now, like, I hated Kansas because of right. the package. Right. Um, and now I don't think I will hate Kansas I, nearly as much. Right. And and obviously it's different being there than actually watching it on right. TV. But, man, it, 
it got to a point where it's just like, okay, middle of the race, you could go up, use the bathroom, grab a beer, and come back, and not nothing's changed. You know, yeah. Rick yeah, Ward's car went three more laps down, and and you know somebody was out front by about two seconds. Yep. And then the second place guy was not. He was not passing. He might catch up, but he's not right. passing. He's not passing him. All right, let's uh, let's talk some IndyCar. I'm super. Uh, Super pumped for the start of the season, uh, getting here and uh, being able to watch a race today. I have a column like half done. I don't know if I'm going to finish that tonight or tomorrow. I really want to dive uh, dive deep on uh, what Alexander Rossi was doing today uh, and kind of stuff like that. Um, that's only a part of it, so don't. I'm not. I'm not doing a hate column on Rossi sucks now because he got 20th today, but he he got 20th and that does suck for him. Uh, anyway, Scott McLaughlin. Uh, I think I'm saying that right, but he won. He won his first career IndyCar race. Damon, you'll you'll love this. He did a shoey. I know he it was on TV, but he did car. a shoey. He also fell off of his car, and that was on TV. Yes. Um. It, now the short post race uh, show, I hate. Uh, right. But that I mean that is that you're you're going up against a TV window on big NBC. That's a trade off. That's fine. Don't don't piss at them about that. Yep. Uh if anything, piss at them about not putting it on USA. Right. I would, like, I would just say we're going to wrap it up on USA and not schedule anything for that time slot until right. two. It's kind of like the people that were upset at Fox for having a short post race too. Yeah, and the people upset about Fox and the commercial thing, they are getting real bad luck on stuff happening when there's a commercial. Right, and here's the other thing is – Throughout you have, you have to you're you're paying for stuff like the Super Bowl has a ton of commercials because they cost a lot of money and they make a lot of revenue. That's what NASCAR is doing when they do the big races at the start of the year here. And throughout the day, most of the race was most of the green flag laps were on TV. I don't understand what people were complaining about. And I didn't yeah. see the IndyCar race. Like I didn't get to see most of it. They did. But, they did a lot more side by side. And yeah. I think, I think that pisses off NASCAR fans. Cause they're like, why can't we have this? But that's, that's a TV it. deal thing that IndyCar has worked out and they're very smart with it. IndyCar is very lucrative with uh, kind of what they, what they put together this year for the TV deal. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I thought St. Pete delivered uh, as, as well as it could. Um, Alex Pillow makes that pass on McLaughlin, and you're basically calling it the race of the year, right? Uh, I know Jimmy was getting lapped, and there was some. I think he wanted him. Pillow wanted him to move, but it it really helped Pillow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they they were lapping Jimmy, his teammate. So I was very confused. I actually I wrote out a tweet and I deleted it, but. <laughs> I I don't know why Polo was like mad about anything, and I don't think he was that mad, but he was like talking to his team, like, "Can't we tell him to move?" Right. And it's like they're like, "Well, he has every right to be there." Now, me as a team owner, I'd be like, "Jimmy, get get out of the way." Yeah. Why finishing twenty third a lap down and twenty third on the lead lap is the same? Yeah. Well, there's there's no difference. So I I didn't understand that. But also I'm that sure Jimmy would have done it anyway. Yes. Yes. I don't think they asked him. Right. So that was weird to me. And that, that was like why Polo got closer to him and he could never step up and make that pass. So credit right. to Scott. 
Right, McLaughlin drove the best race of his career today uh, in his 100%. sophomore season. And that's the thing is, you know, remember last week when we talked to Nick about that, right? And and we simply asked him, who's got to be a guy that steps up and shines the brightest this year? And that was one of the names he brought up was Scott McLaughlin, and he drove the wheels off that thing. I didn't get to see the beginning part. I saw, like, the last 15 laps. And it was a confusing race by strategy standards, Damon, let me tell you. I I tried to keep up with the tweets that you were sending out. Well, they, they I mean, they all switched. Right. There was like 15 guys going for two, and really, really quickly they, they switched right away. It was like, we're not saving. We're not doing that. But a lot of them started on the uh, alternate tires, on the softer tires. So I thought that was uh, kind of odd. My three picks got like fourth, fifth, and sixth. So you were close, but not I, close. Literally, my three picks for the podium were like right off the podium. <laughs> but we, so, I hit, we hit Custer and we hit Larson this week, and I thought, I thought we did good. So, hey, the Custer one, the Custer one made up for the last week and this week. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a new boat, Damon? Because I've got a little bit of money in my account. Hey. You know, I, I could use a new pair of shoes, I guess. Can $115 buy a new boat for you? Yeah, I, I'll just take shoes. <laughs> oh, I want. Oh, man. I, no, I had a lot of fun uh, doing that. Hopefully, we'll find some more of those. I hope I hope the DraftKings uh, sportsbook keepers uh, all keep their jobs uh, and remain terrible at what they're doing. That because that that would just help us out tr- tremendously. Well, there's a book that I'm reading that is basically the day in the life of a um, the sports book manager who sets all the odds and everything for the South mm-hmm. Point out in Vegas, and he's flat out said he does not know. Yeah, any- yeah, I, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. I might. Yeah, yeah. Should I should I keep that uh, newspaper I have out there that? Has the odds right? I, I write down my picks or I put them on my laptop, so I have big text to look at in front of me while I do a while I do uh, the video, uh, yep. so I don't forget stuff. But I need stuff on my wall. I think this is honestly, I'm pretty sure, and I have to go back and look. Go frame that thing, man. But I'm pretty sure every year we've hit a plus two thousand. I don't think we've hit anything beyond that. Yeah, I think every I think every single right. year year we've had at least one plus two thousand. I think we hit two last year. I think you're right. And I think they were almonding our victories, both of them. Honestly, well, probably the cup race. Yeah, I think we hit the cup race, and I think we hit an Xfinity for almonding or two. And the yeah. Xfinity one had come earlier because after that he was like all of a sudden like yeah, like okay good. well that guy wanted a road course now so maybe now we'll put him up there right right. He was good everywhere. So uh, IndyCar, though, Colton Herta uh, was fourth. Will Power got third. Pelot got second, obviously. Grosjean drove up really late, mm-hmm. uh, got up to the fifth spot. He he passed a lot of cars in the last 15 laps, so I was impressed at that. Um, did, was there any results that stuck out before we talk about Rossi? Um, not, not really. I mean... Yeah, not a whole lot that really just jump off the page is something that says either really, really good or really, really bad, I guess, to answer that. Can I uh, – well, okay, one weird thing. You're a Connor Daly guy. 
He had like the fastest lap of the race on like lap 67 mm-hmm. and still finished 20th. Yeah, and that's crazy. I don't know if he just hit the button or something, but he must have. He uh he he did have at least one perfect lap. So that, well, that was cool. I was gonna look here and see because I haven't really seen the full race rundown. I was just looking. I guess you know, Renus VK being sixth is kind of a bigger deal for him here lately, even though he was in, in contention, but I think it really went kind of chalk based on the strategy. Yeah, no, Christian Lundgaard uh, was the highest finishing rookie. Mm-hmm. Scott Dixon struggled a little bit, but he saved a lot of fuel and saved a lot of positions. I was going to say, that eighth place is a points day. Yeah, absolutely. I thought a lot of guys had points days today. Considering the strategy, eighth eighth is a points day, and considering probably his biggest challenger being – New Garden, who finished 16th. I was surprised that we didn't see more out of Jack Harvey. Yeah, but you got to remember. I know, I know. Well, okay, this is also with Javiering like 17 commercials. Dude, talk about the publicity they got today. They're in everyone's mind. They're they're putting the money on the on the commercials, not the race car. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, And they they still sponsored Harvey's uh, number 45 car today. So that's cool to see. Cool to see a local company yeah. kind of do that um 100%. and yeah they they marked they said we're we're a midwest uh one of the best retailers uh if you don't know us uh or you don't know jack you don't know jack i think was the commercial i right. it was ingrained in my head for about 30 minutes and then i forgot that's it awesome. <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome but i yeah uh, that's I mean, yeah i don't know you're good go go for it no i i i was just gonna say i don't really Looking up and down this list, nothing really just jumps off the page at me as something, you know, that, that really is shocking outside of Rossi. Can uh can I call Rossi's uh next race up at Texas if he wants to win a championship? Can I call it a must win? Um either Texas is a must win or Indy's a must win. So I would say Texas would be better off because Indy is just a crapshoot. Well, if you don't win Texas, uh, yeah, I hope you win Indy. Mm-hmm. And he can. He, he has all the talent, everything. Uh, don't have the car backfire on you. Can't right. really control that, though. But, it, again, it goes back to is it is it Rossi or is it the team? Because Herta and Grosjean finished 4-5, but then Rossi was 20 and DeFrancesco was 22 and i know Devin well they a rookie but i think they tried a strategy and they just missed on it he said the car was good in clean air but it wasn't great in traffic mm-hmm. but he, he just said they missed the strategy and that was but the thing is rossi only he led 10 laps right yeah and that was that was a strategy was thing a strategy thing so i i don't know and I, you know, it's so hard to follow the strategy. I think that's one thing that IndyCar broadcast could incorporate better is what the teams are doing, and it's tough because they don't talk about it. They don't talk about the specifics. Well, and street courses probably make that a little bit more difficult too. Yeah, they they definitely do. It's definitely not a uh, normal deal. I think they did have two hundred thousand fans there today. I saw a tweet today that said the NASCAR race, the IndyCar race. And NHRA this weekend all had um, outstanding crowds, and one was feeding off the other and feeding off the other. That's awesome. That's and that's exactly what we want to see. And mm-hmm. when I tell people stop bitching about other series, that's what I mean. 
Exactly. So it helps everyone. If it just gets more popular, you get more people into it. That that keeps helping everyone. And if we and can think, all get along and go in this one direction. I think then, a lot of it has to do with the crossover between owners and some of the the, the more popular. Drivers. Yeah, like like Tony Stewart in, in HRA and right. Kyle Larson doing dirt and stuff like that. Exactly. The crossover there. That- and, and guys, we're not we're not dumb. We're I'm just I'm generalizing, you know, his world. It, the whole the whole situation. I, that was a generalization of a sentence. But yeah. Right. No, I mean, a hundred percent though, is there's just a lot of crossover. And even though IndyCar doesn't necessarily have it, they still got Jimmy Johnson and people will tune in just because Jimmy Johnson's driving a car. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's talk before we do NHRA. Do you have the winners for NHRA? I do. Okay. Before we do that, um, congrats to Cameron McAdoo. Uh, winning one of the Triple Crown races on Saturday for the 250 Supercross race. I'm going to email. I got a guy at Feld Entertainment that runs AMA Supercross. I'm going to see if we can't get him on the show. With a name like McAdoo, I can't imagine you're a boring guy. That'd be a good interview. I think that would be fun. Um, I do hate how Supercross does their Triple Crown. They just they race three times in the same night. <laughs> Yeah, that's kinda... that's not a triple crown race. You're just doing a different format to score points and wearing right. out your racers. I think it's stupid. It's insanely, and I know it's not anything new. I just pissed me off more than usual on Saturday because I'm like, you got guys falling all over the place. They're tired because they they aren't built to race three times in the same right. night. It's dumb. Right. Your your testosterone's going up and down and up and down. Did I use the huh. adrenaline? Is the word I was looking for? I think yeah. Adrenaline, yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, it's mentally taxing to do that. It, yeah, and you, it's, I mean, I get, I get like the NHL does three periods and like that's, but that's a normal thing. But it's also three periods and guys are, are shifting in and out all the time. Yeah, this is just straight up writing. Right. One dude the whole time. Yeah, I, I think they need to change that. I don't know whether you make the race longer. Uh, maybe put some ice in the middle of the track. Um, a loop-de-loop, something like that, uh, if you want to change it all that they much. They already have jumps. You can't add more. What do you mean? It's that, that would be less of a jump. It would just be a big ramp. Add a unique ramp, basically guys but please like please figure that out because it's i mean like for the casual fan i could have tuned in at the normal time that i would tune into a seven o'clock race at about 9 15 and look for the final 450 race the of the night to start in about 20 minutes from then and it's like oh i missed two races like right that would suck for someone as a casual fan so i i mean you got to do something different it's stupid it did not feel like a bigger race at all Right. Uh, it probably felt like the smallest race of the year, honestly. Starts with promotion. So, yeah, I think that needs to be fixed. And Daytona's this week for Supercross, I believe. Yeah, see, again, I didn't know that. Start but, with promotion. But you know what? I That's my favorite race of the year for them. So I, I can't Speed, wait for that. It should be fun. Speed Channel, Speed Channel used to have promotion for all those things. No yeah, matter- yeah. I wish we, wish we had them back, but that was uh, different times, right? Simpler times. So uh, World of Outlaws um, obviously got rained out this week. They're at Texas next week. We'll we'll look ahead to that in a bit. Um, Damon, what what happened in NHRA? Did did Ron do a shoey tonight? 
Uh, no, Ron didn't make it out of the semifinals. He got beat by the greatest of all time in John Force. Um, actually, I don't think Ron even made it to the semifinals. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got beat in the second round by John. Oh, damn. Uh, uh, let's see. How'd my friend do? Uh, Antron, Antron did not do well either, but my friend did, Clay Milliken, good family friend of ours. Um, in fact, one of the reasons that I started drag racing was because of Clay, and he went to the finals today, but ended up getting beat in the finals in a really good race with Mike Salinas of Top Fuel. Um, let's see. Funny car was won once again by Robert Height. He beat Tony Stewart's car, Matt Hagen. And that's two in a row. That's two in a row. I don't like that. You don't like that? No, I want Ron Caps to win Funny Car. Well, I don't like this guy getting such a big. I guess they do playoffs, don't they? Well, they do. They reset the points. Once. Okay, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be he'll be all right. Ron, Ron Robert is, Robert Height is peaking too early. I wouldn't say that, but okay. Um, good good hot take. Everyone knows peak peak in September. Hot take, but yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Aaron Stanfield won pro stock, but uh, yeah, as far as your guys, they did not do too well this weekend. This is a shame. Who prepared that track? Um, the NHRA Safety Safari, the same group that prepares every track. I don't think they did a great job this week. They generally don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, Ron. Ron got beat by John Force in the second what, round. What track were they at this week? So I can uh, visualize that. They were at Phoenix. That at, was Phoenix. Yeah, they were. That didn't look like a Phoenix. I didn't think so. It looked like a Northern California. I know. <laughs> All Phoenix. Um, Antron got beat in the first round. If that makes sure. The first. What the hell? Yeah, he, uh, he this is this has been the worst week of NHRA I've watched in my life. It's a good thing you didn't bet on NHRA this week. I only watched like 15 minutes of the broadcast. I think most of it was funny car stuff. It's still going on right now. Well, yeah, I came here and now I'm now I'm on the laptop. I don't have a TV here. I watch everything off my laptop. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are wondering, I tweeted a picture of it too. my desk right now is a chair and I got the new microphone on the edge of the laptop. Uh, my Bud Light Lime to my right, uh, and I'm sitting on my bed. So yep. if Man, I get any more stuff in here, I might have to expand to a two-chair setup for my desk. Hey, probably. Probably. I got to say, though, Tony Stewart's having a day. He got his funny car into the final, first first NHRA poll, first NHRA final, and he had two cars in the NASCAR race finishing the top ten. He's having a day. It's not too bad with his uh, with all the stuff going on with his business partner. I got to think that's got to make him pretty happy. Got to be pretty happy considering, uh, yeah, considering what's going on. We should touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's kind of a it's a it's a big deal. Uh, so Gene Haas's Formula One team, uh, it's just called Haas. Uh, basically, not good. The sponsor uh, for Haas is uh, Nikita Mazepin's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris Williams, my boss, our boss, uh, ex- he he credited, uh, or I guess described Nikita Mazepin's dad uh, as one of Putin's thugs. Yep. On a uh, on a Facebook post, uh, I, I'm not disagreeing with him at all. I I just wanted to quote him. 
Uh, so if Mr. Putin wants to come here and get mad at us, I'll Let's play him in him hockey. I'm, I'm openly challenging him to hockey. You can get way. him on the podcast, see what he's got to say. I'd love to. I'm going to start calling him Uten for the rest of the pod because he's not pushing P and he doesn't deserve to have that at the start of his name. So, anyway, so yeah, one of uh, Uten's buddies is uh, Maze Pin's dad. So they took Uralki, is the sponsor's name. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was his company. Uh, I think his company. I don't know, affiliation, whatever. They took it off the car for testing. Um, and let me check when the F1 season opener is, but they took off the sponsor for testing, which the car was designed to look like the Russian flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like bad as that sounds. Yep. Um, and it's supposed to open the season at the Bahrain Grand Prix uh, on March 20th. That is three weeks from today. Yep. Um, and when asked about it, uh, they they basically said maze pen spot is not guaranteed which basically means if your dad isn't paying for the car you're not racing oh and i'm sure the other part of that is do you want to let him pay for the car and not design it like the russian flag but i would imagine that would still not be good i could only i can only imagine that gene haas is going to find someone else who I, I is my Mahindra tractors is in Formula One. I'm telling you, I what did I tell you? They got enough. Friday? They got a lot of money down there. I agree, but what did I tell you on Friday? If I'm if I'm Michael Andretti, I do what? I I, I forget. Dude. I don't remember Saturday. Well, that's your own problem. You that's I well I I got Cole Custer plus two thousand. I had to spend the money somewhere. That's, that's your problem. You need to. I invested in come and go alcohol. Uh, section makes makes sense makes yeah. sense um no i said if i'm michael andretti i go buy that i go buy gene haas's f1 oh team. i i remember this conversation yeah oh, of course you now well he okay so he he basically offered haas like if you want an out i'll buy your crap now yep, yep. if i'm gene i sell it and let it happen yeah you know i don't know what what gene's wanting to do I, I I would imagine that if you could find any sponsor that wasn't this guy, you would. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm gonna question Gene Haas's. Um, how do I put this? His analysis of character. I don't. I can't imagine it's great. Otherwise, I don't think Yorkie would ever have ended up on the side of his car, and I don't think he'd have the worst ass driver in motorsports driving one of his race cars. I mean. You take where the money is, right? You, you know. do, but I in a car in a two-team in a two-seat sport when your guy is routinely four laps down just because he sucks at driving the car. I would think that as a businessman, I could find someone else to sponsor the car. That I get it, that guy. I get it, but Gene Haas also has Cole Custer in one of his top rides. And Cole Custer made me a lot of money yesterday. You cannot use Cole Custer. Not, driving, right not driving one of Gene Haas's cars. He was, he, was driving, dri- he was driving one of Gene Haas's cars. He was on a different label, but yeah. He's driving one of Tony Stewart's cars. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, Stuart Haas is also the team that had Danica Patrick in the seat for 10 years. 
Gene Haas had Danica Patrick in the seat for 10 years. That That's, yeah. So I don't, I, like, his judge of character and talent, uh, maybe I'm, both Maybe both are lacking. Uh, but I am, I do think Chase Briscoe's very good. I think Cole Custer's really good. I, I should change the order on that. I think Chase is better than Cole. I agree. It might be ever so slightly. The numbers will we'll tell at the end of the year. Eric Almarola's on on his way out the door, uh, and Kevin Harvick's one of the best. So, in that in that stable, it's Kevin Harvick, Chase Briscoe, whoever yep. fills the ten, Cole Custer. That's the order. Oh no 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 way no 100%, 100%. way. Cole Cole proved himself when he stole that win a couple years back. Stole the win. Yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, five fifty. Okay, it was the car that was put in front of him. Just saying, he wasn't. He wasn't all that bad today either. We got a lot of. We got a lot of results this year to overreact to. We do. I'm just yeah, Eric, Eric Jones might compete for the title now, Damon. Well, I know he's <laughs> a front runner. Him and him and Daniel Suarez are both your, your front runner now. Oh man, Suarez! I'm telling you. Connor's going to go buy a team track house hat by the time uh, we have the next podcast. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I would buy one. They're a cool logo. I think you'll see me in a Kevin Harvick shirt before then. What? Well, my, my joke was that like, I'm more likely to buy that guy and I'm supposed to hate that guy. Cause I like chase. No, I get it. But except I, I actually do have a Gravedigger Kevin Harvick shirt in my drawer. Cause right, so. great. it's Gravedigger, man. But why wouldn't you want to buy the track house? That logo is cool. Uh, well, so I'm a Brett Moffat guy. Uh, Brett, uh, a couple years ago, I'm sure they're yeah, he fine. He doesn't like Ra- Ross. He Chester. doesn't like Ross. And when Daniel was coming up, I, I didn't. I, I've never thought Daniel could really drive that well. He won a championship. I thought that was somewhat of a fluke, but we'll see. He he showed a lot today. Uh, I, I would be happy to be proven wrong. I'm telling you, he's your front runner. I can already see it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's uh, let's look ahead to next weekend. Uh, what we'll talk about uh, on the second episode this week. I'm gonna try to keep it to a week uh, normal schedule. Now we couldn't get Bozy on. Um, I think it'd be awkward to just send him another text message that says, "Do you have time this week?" Uh, but we'll try to get him on like the week of Sebring or the week after. Make make him want to be on our show. We can't keep. Going everyone, that. tweet at Bozy and call him a POS. No, don't just call him that. Keep just tell him that he's reiterating that. No. <laughs> he needs to tell him that he needs to join our show. So, we uh, we got a triple header next week with Trax Xfinity and Cup Series all going to Vegas. Uh, also, the World of Outlaws head down to Texas and um, just NASCAR on Sunday, uh, once again, in that it will be like that the next two weeks. So Slowing down again, Damon. We're right in the middle there. Uh, we, we're coming up on March Madness too, so I'm excited about that. Yep. Um, yeah. I hope uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you again to uh, Carl Auto Group uh, for sponsoring and uh, doing all this with the website. Um, it's very cool to kind of just have them as the presenting sponsor and uh, see what they've done for racing and everything kind of around the state of Iowa. So. They're kind. Of, they're kind of like our high V, but probably more our size. They're great company. Great people. 
hundred percent. You got any, you got any last takes you want to throw um, in there? Not really. I think, uh, like I said, I think next week's going to be the tell all for the rest of the season for NASCAR. Who's your way too early pick for Vegas? Um, I mean, it's hard to go against Larson considering he's the defending race winner there and he's coming off of the California win, but look out for Blaney. All right. And I'm just putting uh, 10 units on uh, Brad Keselowski plus 125 to wreck at any time. Ooh, that's tight. I like that. I don't know who's putting that out, but if anyone sees that, let me know. Well, there's going to be a lot more prop bets this week because the race is in Vegas. So, yeah, maybe we'll get something because we'll get one. We I, we got some this week. We got we got more this week than we did last week. I didn't I didn't put in a lot. Also, bring please bring back the who wins the race an odd number and even number. I love that bet. I'm gonna take the uh, the over of number of cautions. They can set it whatever. I'm still gonna take the over. I I think they're gonna do something this week to figure out the wheel situation. I still think that I, it won't be figured out, but I think that they're gonna figure out how to help it. I think the cars will still spin out, so I'm gonna still take the over. All right. Well, I have to go edit the middle part of this because I couldn't think of what I was going to say. And I think I was going somewhere towards what are you going to do when you score the cars like that? Like when it just starts happening in front of you. Yeah. So maybe I'll listen back and figure out if that's what it was, but Uh, you'll figure it out. Thank thank you all for listening. Hope you uh, hope you enjoyed the new microphone Uh, and I'll have a column or two. Uh, that you haven't read yet up on Always Race Day tonight and tomorrow morning. Uh, or if you're listening this Monday, then it is uh, just today. So, okay. all right. Appreciate cool. y'all. Have a good one.